I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm Bajaya, and I play Mirka, the Yeti Fighter. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hey, y'all. Pat here. Want to pop by and remind you, I'm the best. Also, I play Ezra, mainly the best. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Greetings, fine patrons. Welcome to the Gilded Ram Crockhouse in Tiro. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwistleman. And my word, do we have a packed house here tonight, right, folks? <laughs> okay, yes, no, of course, keep it, to, keep it to yourselves, keep it to yourselves. You know, the excitement is on your faces, if not in your voices and hearts. So, um, well, well, I mean, it's nice, it's nice either way um, that you're all here today. Obviously, you've heard that the bodies have started to hit the floor. Um, I'm sorry for that. That's actually not. That's not. Um, it's not a nice thing to say. It's not the best, most delicate way of framing it. Uh, a, a good man died last time. Uh, Jamtooth, the orc. He, uh, you know, he was a he was a nice fellow. All things told, uh, he didn't. Uh, he did. He wasn't the greatest druid in the world, and he probably would have would have done well for himself to be, you know, like a fighter or a barbarian, something of that nature. But you know, he just had, he had the love for forestry in his heart, really, when you get down to it. You know, when a, when a, when a young orc boy has a love for forestry, I mean, what are you gonna do? You're not gonna get in the way of it. So, um, so you know, he decided to become a druid and, uh, you know, got mixed up with some people that were, I mean, otherwise, you know, pretty nice, nice folk, you know, but, um, <clears throat> Boy, howdy, did he come to a rough end. You know, this is the thing about kings. They can, they can be kind of manipulative jackasses, if you'll pardon my elvish. Um, they, you know, they, they, they have others do their fighting for them more often than not, and this was no, no different. Amatha knew his brother would, you know, have this curse upon him. Well, it's not really a curse for him, but it's a curse for anybody that thinks they're gonna do him wrong, you know, kind of one of those dead man switch type situations. And so he knew, well, I'm not going to do the, do the dirty work myself. I'm not going to die. This would all be for nothing. And I can't have any of my senior advisors die. So, you know, I wouldn't want to kill off any of the actual brute force members. I mean, look at those guys. They're big, they're strong. Some of them have, you know, magical abilities. I, I might be able to use them in uh, my future endeavors, at least some of them, you know. So let's see what bubbles to the surface. But in the meantime, you know, here's, here's this giant orc that is, uh, you know, talking about trees all the time. You know, hey, he, he'd probably do it. You know, it, 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 you know, Jamtooth was a kind soul and he would do about anything for anyone. And that was, uh, at the end, his downfall, I suppose, is uh, his kindness without forethought was, uh, you know, his recklessness in those days. And it, it might be today as well, you think about it. But, you know, yeah, it's not just the loss of Jamtooth that we have to face today. And I mean, there will be a touching moment where we regale of the deeds that Jamtooth done did uh, at his eulogy, but uh, there's, there's more loss to bear, even today. 
When, when folks stop talking about the brute force, oftentimes they start even after this point. They start telling the, the later deeds, the later works, and, and, and oftentimes not the, you know, the, 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 the crucible upon which they were forged. I, um, I, I still am going to use that in my book. I, I, every time I say it, I love it. You know, you can't mince any words about it. That's just a great phrase. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, they don't talk about some of these early deeds. You know, maybe they'll talk about the time that they stormed off and saved half the town. And um, in the meantime, they, you know, murdered thousands of demons and, 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 and forsworn enemies of, of the town of Murkheim. But, you know, as we've heard, these, these stories are not entirely accurate. I mean, it wasn't even a demon horde. I mean, you're looking at, uh, you know, a few hundred people, you know, that occasionally have walked around in giant demon-looking uh, implements. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. And uh, they have some tieflings, which, hey, if you're going to be right racist about it, boy, they've got horns, so they must be demons, right? You know, this is the type of, frankly, shit that they had to deal with in those days. So, again, pardon my elfish, but it's just... It's too much to think about this, you know, with our modern sensibilities. But yeah, at that time, it was easy to fool someone into thinking there was a demon apocalypse. And so this is the story that gets told down. The oral tradition follows the most interesting story, not necessarily the truth half the time. Uh, but I come to you today to tell more of the truth, you know. And I feel that oftentimes, if you think about it, the truth can be the most interesting because it gives you the most context of the life that we live today, the, the world we're living in, and how it was shaped, formed, and uh, you know, how we are in, in our actions shaping and forming the future for our children and our children's children, and hopefully nothing much past that because young ones that that age should not be having kids. But you know, this, this, this moment right here is one that is often talked about um, in some way, shape, or form. It's referenced. Um, when, when taking into consideration things on down the line, because it, uh, huh, I mean, it was a twist that, that the, the brute force, or what is to remain of them, never even saw coming. So, Mort is stalking towards Amatha, and his blue eyes, like, flare up brighter than usual. Oh. And he gets up to Amatha when he speaks... All trace of his like happy-go-lucky, upper-class British accent have gone, and he prods Amethyst with a bony finger in his chest. He's like, "How dare you? How dare you do that to our friend Jamtu? You fucked up. He was loyal. He would have done anything for you. Did he even know what was going to happen when he carried out your task? How dare you, sir?" And then the next bit, he prods him in the chest, emphasizing each word. He goes, you are not my king. And he turns around and walks towards Jamtooth's uh, body. Lola's got, like, tears brimming at the bottom of her eyes. And she says, and she looks at Eloy and she looks at Amather and, like, both the, the royal court, so to speak. And she says... Neither of you are mine! And goes hopping after Mort. Wait, where is uh, Mirka? Is she by the by Jamtooth's body? Yes. Yeah, you had a hold of him, oh, so you're okay. probably still 
knelt down I there. Afraid of him in your arms. <laughs> She's just like holding Jamtooth's head and going, It's okay. You're no longer in pain now. You don't have to think about all these things or try to get bison, or was it bison? <laughs> urine. Yeah, bison urine. <laughs> but, but he then, loved bison urine! <laughs> And then Mirka sees the look right and she just goes, <laughs> I understand why you're upset, but you have to understand he knew what he was getting into. Uh, in a lot of ways, he is the hero here and should be respected for his choice. He saved each and every one of you. He thought one of you would make this choice and... He wanted to protect you. Listen here. Don't don't put words into his dead mouth. <laughs> you don't know him. Okay. These were the words he gave to me when we communicated about this earlier. What did he say to you? I asked him. I told him of the situation. I asked him if he would make this sacrifice, and he said he would. And he would protect do you, everyone. Do you know how not smart Jamtooth was? He probably didn't understand what you were asking him. He probably thought that you were... Tell, ask him to solve a riddle or something. He's like, yeah, I like playing games, so I'll solve your riddle. But, like, did you talk to him? Like, did do you understand how kind of slow he was? Eloy didn't have to die. You could have just thrown him in jail for the rest of his life. But you chose to sacrifice our friend. The most loyal person you would ever meet. He chose that sacrifice himself, and... <clears throat> I, I hate to break it to you, but this is war. And in war, people die. You die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah, people die in war, but you kind of kill them unnecessarily. I understand people dying in war when they have to, and you know, but like Mort said, you could have jailed them. You didn't have to kill them. He didn't have to sacrifice himself. That's the you choice decided, you made. You decided that he was in your way and then used the easiest method to take him out instead of talking to us. Using us. I'm so sick of you royals! You've never been royal. <laughs> and I'm running up Listen, I understand that you are raw from this and it is a difficult decision to have to come to terms with but my brother could not be let up to leave he could not be allowed to to stay alive uh, he he still even despite his uh nature he still has friends in town he still has associates in the underground he still has people that were he to remain alive the kingdom would be constantly in peril. So it was a choice that was made, and it was a choice that I regret that it had to be made. But I did what I did because it is in the best interest of this kingdom, and it is in the best interest of all of my subjects to sacrifice one. I'm with you, my dude. That's why I killed this other, killed this other guy. We're warring it up. You know, just let's let the body sit the floor. I mean, when you put it like that, I guess it makes sense. You've made this decision. You could have talked to us. You could have talked to any of us. 
Instead, you decided to spring this on us. You asked the easiest target. Someone who, like America said, may not have known exactly what he was getting into. You made that decision for our group. Instead of letting the group make the decision. Sometimes in war, you gotta kind of make like split second decision. Like where I come from, my this my wasn't father, a split second decision. Father, this my father was, was like a huge, and carefully planned. Like, you know, I'm talking. I'm trying to explain this to you. My father was like, you know, in power, and he kind of had to make bad, tough decisions sometimes, and people died. And I think Elder is in the same situation here, so maybe we should keep cutting some slack. Yeah. I almost cut him none slack. We're not on a war council. He doesn't have to run these decisions by us. We're just a bunch of idiots he hired to come and stab people. And now, apparently, I'm in trouble because my form is my function. He said, go murder, and now I've murdered, and yet, here I am, apprehended. Oh no, I've made this tool to kill things, and now it's done exactly what I wanted it to do. How could I have foreseen this coming? Who's the real dipshit here? Not me. I... To be fair, you you weren't made for to kill things. You explained that to I us. I were made for sex stuff. Yeah, I was made to murder that pussy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Still murdering. What has fatherhood done to you, Pat? <laughs> Lola is looking between America and Mort, and America and Mort. <laughs> Am I, how long am I going to be apprehended? Can I be let free, or are you taking me to the boo box? What's happening here? You, you know, I think he. I, 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 oh, go ahead. He, okay, <laughs> I, I think that in the heat of the moment, you made a decision that was unwise slash cool, but slash cool. I don't <laughs> see why this needs to go any further than this. Sick. He can be released. All right. I'm released to kill again. Just kidding. <laughs> snap sound with his net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just kidding. I'm not going to kill again today. He's, he's got his killing quota for the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Until yeah. the next day. Ha-ha. Murder. Huzzah. All right. Well, we have much to attend to. Um, I think it's, it's, it's time to head back to camp. Um, we will bring my brother's body with us, uh, and go back to Murkheim where I can regain the throne. And uh, I appreciate all of your help. And he turns and walks away. Lola stays rooted to the ground next to Jamtooth. She doesn't move. Lola, are you going to sleep there all night? I mean, come on. Let's, let's go. We're, we're taking his body with us. Are we, are we, like, done he, here? Did we... He needs a, a burial. Moon Kevin will want to say goodbye. Mm. Uh, Moon Kevin, you have noticed, is gone. <sighs> I don't think he ever came with us, did he? Oh, okay. Well, then you won't have noticed <laughs> this yet. But eventually, you will notice he's gone. <laughs> Moon Kevin? I mean, that's good riddance. He was really getting on my nerves. Oh, <laughs> God. You know, they say... Distance makes sure it makes the heart grow fonder. Well, when you're really close with someone all the time and you travel with them, it really makes you not like that person. I know it. I think we need to let's have we need to have a huddle right now. I think we got all the emotions here. Everyone heard Mort's cool voice. 
that only comes out when he's either drunk, which he can't do anymore because he's a skeleton, or he's super mad. We heard that. Lola, she's doing yes, a lot of crying. I, I, I do apologize about that. No, it was super badass. You should uh, do it more often. Did, did get away from me there. So I think we should all maybe talk about how we're feeling right now. We should express this healthily because <laughs> I literally, I think the king left and we're just kind of here and I don't really know what to do next. So I think this is a good time to talk. Lola, how are you feeling? Best. Yeah? Tell me about that. Yeah. And Ezra sits down and like lounges and puts his fingers in front of him in the power pose like he is now a psychologist and he's like, pissed, huh? Tell me about that. He takes a leaf from the ground and a stick yeah. and starts writing. Oh, yes, quite pissed. I, yes, I understand. There's a, it was a heavy day. There was a lot of things happening. Where do you think that comes from? I'm, I'm sick of the royals. That's you. the way the world works, Lola, you know? My dad I don't have to be happy about I it. From. Uh, I mean, that makes me a princess, so, you know, you should really curtsy to me every day, but I've let that go. <laughs> but, you know, that's the way our world works, and he's got he's to go along. Why? Why do I have to go along? Why do any of us have to go along? Sounds like someone's jealous. She's not royal. It's okay. You can borrow my. If you have, if we ever visit um, my kingdom, you can borrow my crown for like a day or something. My head's too small. Well, we can make you a tiny crown, girl. <laughs> Mort, how you um, feeling? You good? You got a little. You got a little riled back there. Your eyes. Yeah. They were. I'm. I'm fuming. I'm. Absolutely livid, and I, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I can't believe what's just happened. Uh, don't ask me about my mother, please. I wasn't gonna ask you about your mother. Maybe I was gonna ask a little bit about your dad. How was that relationship? Was I a little strained? Maybe he used to yell at you like that. Is that where that voice came from? I had a roommate once named Chad. And every time he would get really angry, he would talk like he was from Queens because his father was from Queens. And he was often yelled at as a child in a thick New York accent. Is that you, Jonathan? Nope. Sorry, Mort. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Something like that, yes. It's all right. Dads are tough. I wouldn't know. But I I hear. (laughs) I think the only person here that would know is probably Mirka. Mm. Mm. I, I mean, I I had a father once upon a time. Do you remember him? I don't remember mine either. Do we all uh, have just daddy issues? No, I've got no dad. I don't need no dad. <laughs> Do you hear that? No, you've that's, got Ruth issues. <laughs> animal sound? What is that? <laughs> I think we need to we need to get out of here. I think they're like. Are we in a jungle? Yeah, we're we're they're like animals around here. We're gonna get attacked. I'm There's a wild cat, to, like, prowling around the corridor. I'm not going back to Murkheim. There's no reason to. Uh, I mean, what, what are you going to do if you don't go back to Murkheim? Yeah, I thought one of us was supposed to be a paragon. We we have to, to go and find Moon Kevin, who uh, should be in Murkheim by mm. now. Oh my god, why, why are you all so in love with him? If you love him so much, why don't you marry him? I mean, to be oh fair, they were Jabtooth was, was Luke Kevin's best friend. He, he needs to, okay. to hear the news. Best friend is like best friend is a is a stretch. I think Jamtooth was like Moon Kevin's 
unwanted pet or something. That's Maybe let's unpack this. Okay. You used to be like, you know. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Ezra, wasn't he your best friend? Yeah, we'll get to that. I like to bury my emotions way, way, way down inside. Like, way down. Like, real far down. And then just explode in a violent outburst. And then bury him again. So we're good for right now. Um, So what happened with you and Moon, Kevin? Didn't you used to, you know, everything was cool. And then now all of a sudden, you know, cast a mad shade. As they say, what's, what's the story there? Are you a lover scorned? Because that's what that's no, what more than I think. He's, I mean, you know, I'm all for spirituality and like, and I love nature and being outside. But he just like loves it a little too much, and then he also loves the fact that I'm kind of like big and uh, hairy a little bit too much. It's like, you know, I like it that you appreciate me, but don't fetishize me. You know, I appreciate that. He's always like, oh, you're so big and strong and hairy. That's great. <laughs> that's not for me. You know, don't fetishize me. So take that and go somewhere else. Go take that to a bear or something. Not to this Yeti. This Yeti doesn't want that. Well, I mean, the only one here that's ever been lucky in love is Mirka, so she can decide how she wants to deal with it, I guess. <laughs> Sounds like we've all learned a lot today about kind of ourselves and each other. I think it's good. I think it's time to go tell Moon Kevin that his best friend was was killed in a in a ruse by a sneaky king who and I'm definitely um, fine with it right now, you know. On on note two, I mean, who's to stop any of us? If a if Vagarian and Clash Tiger wanted our group to be one of the us to be the paragon, let's just go take it. <laughs> Why do we need Murkheim <laughs> to uh, I I think our claim would probably need to be Legitimized by the the king, mm. I, they, I don't think they we don't can really just have a king take right the now. relic. I mean, he's like I said, he's not my king, but he is the king. Well, I mean, I guess we're all in favor for Murkheim, unless we want to go do something else, anything cool. About- I I want to know where Agarian is. If if I got a last location. I want to go find him. Alright. I heard about this really cool town nearby where you pay these people like three copper and then they take you into this tent and then is no one going to stop me? Am I going to have to keep describing? <laughs> 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 I, I say let's let's take Jamtooth to Murkheim and mm. then perhaps uh Lola can, can try contacting the Garion again, maybe get a better fix on his location. He's going to be real stinky by the time we get to Murkheim, my dude. Well, we have wither glasses. Should we mu- I, I assume the, the whole camp No, we gotta actually ride back. I mean, you would have to go back to camp. You could, I mean, yeah, if you went back to camp, you could use a wither glass, but, I mean, you didn't, you don't have any with you. Oh, yeah, because you and can't take with the glasses through mm-hmm. with the glasses. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, right. so you're pretty far away right now. Should we mummy, mummify him first, which is definitely something I know how to do? We, we should wrap him up, at least. In some sort of shroud. We look around for a shroud. Are there any shrouds? <laughs> Tell us, Adam, are there any shrouds? <laughs> Uh, it's a relatively shroud-free environment. Uh, so, of course. Sorry about that. 
Any, should have thought to have you in a shroudery. Are there any big I mean, technically, we're in this cave. I'm sure they've got something in there we can use. Are there any big leaves? Well, you you would all notice that you are currently standing underneath the largest tree any of you have ever seen in your life. Here, why don't uh, we... Because oh, the Temple of the Oak Inspire <laughs> is a gargantuan tree. Why he would like to be know, wrapped in a tree. Now, he why really loves trees. Wrap them in some leaves. These he, leaves are he huge. Did, he did really love trees. You so. really want to take his body all the way back? Just wrap him in these leaves. Why don't we bury him beneath this tree? You guys would like shovel? that too. I, I think he he would like that. Give sustenance to the roots, and then he himself that can become be a tree. A tree? <laughs> because everything is trees. Spectral tears. <laughs> we dig a grave so, beneath the yes. tree. What's the soil like, Adam? Is it rich or is it like a red clay? What's the, what's the pH balance of the soil, yeah. Adam? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, you guys dig a tree hole or a hole a for hole. a body at the base of the tree. <laughs> tree, tree hole. hole. You guys dig a grave uh, and uh, lay the body to rest. Cover it back up. Does anybody say anything? Bye, Jamtoos. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just stares blankly at America. In the arms of the angels, far away from here. You know. Dude, maybe you could just give them one last call. Scoot it, scoot it, bow. Do we hear scatting on the wind in reply? <laughs> the tree scats back. <laughs> the wind blows through the trees and it sounds like scooby dee da ba ba Ah, ghost! <laughs> he would have liked that. Alright, so are you... Are you guys uh, are you guys heading back to camp from here? I mean, there was a path laid out for everyone to get back to camp, to get packed up, to head back to Merkheim. Yeah, yeah I let's think, go back uh, to camp. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. I'm hungry. I hope they have food at camp. I'm hungry and grumpy. All right. Uh, since I apparently forget, forgot, what was what was Moon Kevin doing if he wasn't coming with you guys? <clears throat> Waxing. Um, I don't think you told us. I think you just said Moon Kevin wasn't coming, but Jamtooth was. Did he not come to the camp in the first place? No, he was at the he camp. Was at the yeah, camp. he just didn't come on this. He, he just yeah. wasn't going to come to the temple. I thought he left to go somewhere. Yeah. Did he go to go? Yeah, he did. I did. I think you're right. I think he like went to go off in the woods for something because I didn't want to do the voice. That was basically it. <laughs> so I don't remember. I don't remember if there was any more context to that. But okay. All right. So you guys arrive back at the camp, and everything's kind of in the process of getting packed up. I mean, there are. Um, I mean, there are makeshift buildings that are getting torn apart and re- and repurposed into wagons and uh, uh, everything is getting, uh, you know, just packed up, stored away and loaded onto carts uh, for the trip back to Merkheim. I go uh, out to the nearest uh, person packing and say, hey, is there any food still left out that hasn't been packed? Well, I mean, we've got the food cart. The whole cart over there is food. You can just, uh, you know, grab something off of it. 
My man. Okay. I'm gonna go over there and just start. America just starts shoving food in her mouth. Let's go. Let's go. Lush us the whole way back. Don't. Please don't eat all of our food. Uh, Lola's gonna side up next to Morton and kind of be like, "Everyone's taking this a lot better." Uh, I, I mean, there's not much we could do about it at the moment, but I've definitely not forgotten. Um, Is there a dog drinking Rufus, water? Rufus, slow down. You'll <laughs> give yourself a stomachache. There's two dogs in the um, room now. Mort's gonna search camp for Moon Kevin to give him the news. Uh, you do not find a Moon Kevin in camp. I don't know how this works, so I walked up to the nearest butterfly and I whisper, Moon Kevin, Jam Tooth has died, and send it into the air. That's how Druid shit right, works, well that- isn't it? <laughs> That does not immediately resolve itself in any way, shape, or nope. form. You could send a whisper to him. Uh, I don't, if he's not I anywhere mean, it's close. It's not the sort of news you want to break over a whisper. That's like dumping someone by well, text. Well, I mean, I can try to whisper to come back to camp. Uh, he's got to be close, though, because I can only do it for so long. Moon Kevin, come back to camp. Don't call back, Lola! <laughs> Too late. You're just gonna tell me that he loves my hairy body. <laughs> Go he, hide in the and food cart. And he finds me exotic, and that's hot. I don't like it. <laughs> Maybe next time Moo comes around, you can just get really angry so that you lose all your hair and become human. This is fine. a good plan. That's true. <laughs> you get a message back over uh, the whisper. Oh, hey, yeah, like, um, I'm hanging with Tulu now, and, uh, we got some stuff to attend to, so, like, hopefully everything's cool. Later. (laughs) I bet they're pugging. Lola, like, clears her throat. Ah, apparently he's, uh, busy on druid business right now and cannot come back. Druid business with who? Druids. With who? Is it just with... Tolu? Uh, maybe. He's Last th- time we saw Tolu, she was also rather hairy. This is son of a bitch. Don't you ever say that. <laughs> uh, I don't really want to whisper this news to him. No, we, we should break to him in person next time we see him. If you ever see him. Alright, so what are we doing now? I guess we're going to Merkheim. Yeah! Because I bet they have more delicious why? food. Why? Why are we going to Merkheim? You know, I'm honestly not sure. I really lost the thread here. <laughs> because we, have, we gotta go. We gotta why? figure this stuff out. Figure what stuff? Where do you oh. wanna go? Let's go there. I wanna go find a Garion. Let's go find the Garion. Where's he at? Uh, I go and find some tieflings. <laughs> All right, you find yourself some tieflings. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, it's been great working with you. You guys are uh, mucho powerful. And I had a teensy favor, maybe. Uh, can I ask of you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, 
More illusion magic, I'm sure. Uh, actually, no. Um, I I was wondering if any of you might be able to help me. I, I think that I've got a friend. I, I mean, I have a friend, and I think he's over in the, the Sansi? Sarest? Sarest? Sarest, dear. I've never been good with names. Um, but... I, I don't I don't think that I can contact him myself over that distance, and I was wondering if any of you could help me. Um, I mean, not really. I mean, unless it's someone we know or have met, that really wouldn't work out. Um, Did you ever meet the old court mage? Oh, Pistern? No, 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 no before him. For? Oh, a Garion? Yeah. Oh gosh, no. That would. I mean, that would have been amazing, but no. Uh, never, never had a chance. Eh, crap. Well, never mind. <laughs> okay, but I mean, any uh, illusions? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm uh, full up on illusions right now, but thanks. She slowly starts walking backwards while complimenting them. Until she can. Okay, but look how many turtles I can make at once. And he's just like making turtles out of thin air. Turtles! Sorry, the signal's getting bad. (laughs) She walks back to her group. You're just standing right there. (laughs) Ah, yeah, no go. Um, None of them have met a Garyon before, so they can't really help me contact him. Um, perhaps Piston could. I can't imagine that he will do anything for us at this point. I, I imagine not. Uh, especially as I, I don't think he was very fond of Agarion. Yeah. Hmm. And he probably feels quite silly for not realizing that uh, the Vizier wasn't the Vizier. <laughs> I wonder if that Tiefling ever came back. I, I wonder if the vizier's gone on a murderous rampage after finding out about his blood fetish. <laughs> Good question. Maybe he's a butcher now. You see, now, Amatha could have made the vizier kill, kill Eli. And yeah. I'm sure he would have loved doing that. No, he made his decision. Is the vizier still in camp, by the way? He is not. So, so... I mean, we could just go there. Go to Serestria. Yeah. Serestia. Serestia. Let's. Yeah, we could just go there. We got a boat. Yeah, let's let's do it. I love it. Let's go to Siestaville. I think I'm gonna go to Merkheim. Wait, what? Why? I don't know. I just... I'm not really into that... And I just kind of want to see what this king's going to do. So I think I'm going to march on. I think you're just like playing, reading too much into Jamtooth being dead and like, you know, just listening to all that Jamtooth. Well, me finding a Garyon has nothing to do with Jamtooth. Yeah, and I don't really want to go find a Garyon. I think we've been looking for him for too long. It's not even boring. I'm going to go to Markheim. I haven't even been looking for him a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just what Markheim has going on, you know? This is it's not a, it's not suspicious. you, it's me, you know? 
you know, I, I still love you, but I'm not in love with you, and I have a headache, and... Uh, as you guys are having this discussion, Amethyr rides up uh, with his uh, his retinue of like his closest uh, advisors, and there is uh, one very large and very white horse, uh, un let uh, is saddled but riderless next to him, and he uh, pats the saddle. Mirka just gets on up on that horse and says, "See, this what? is this is a horse fit for me." The hell they, is going on? They even had this horse, so I definitely have to go to Markheim. It's you know fun hanging with you all, and we'll probably get together again soon. But I'm gonna go to Markheim. Have fun looking for your paragon. Uh, uh, and Amethyr <laughs> looks over at all of you and says, "Murkheim has a new paragon." And they ride off into the sunset. Murkheim also has a oh, dick king. She says and walks shit. away. Mirka just flexes her. Paragons. Mirka just flexes her muscles as she rides off. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Definitely get the person who didn't murder someone in cold blood right in front of you to be the bear god. I mean, that totally makes sense. If you want someone who can't defend, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense for me. That's totally fine. That's totally fine. Totally normal. That jam tooth dying. Everything's cool with everything. Everything's great. Nothing's wrong. Ruth is still alive. Everything's perfect. This is wonderful. Let's go to let's go to Siesta Town. Let's find a Gary on. Everything's wonderful. Are these are these the signs of you about to max out your your meter and and maybe I should step back? (laughs) Ezra is walking away towards. I don't know, the direction he thinks Siestaville is. Towards the, the blood And he's like, no, everything's good. This is great. This is just the way I planned it. I thought it would be cool. I, I wouldn't want to be the paragon. It's too much responsibility. Who wants to be super awesome and super strong and defend the town? I mean, who, who's ever heard of a golem doing that? Who's ever heard of a golem being created specifically to defend uh, a part of town? Who's ever heard of, like, Rabbi Lowe specifically making uh, a golem to defend the Jewish ghettos and property? No one's ever heard of that. No one's ever heard of a golem doing anything like that. turns her head to look at Mort. Um... Uh, Everything's got a big cuckoo. Um, uh, that's the uh, name of the episode. Everything's, Everything's got a big, big cuckoo. cuckoo. That is the name of the episode. <laughs> uh, perhaps we should follow Mecca and make sure she knows what she's getting into. No, I think she made all her choices well. I mean, we, we can't split the party, can we? <laughs> I'm not going to, to Mirkheim, she says, and throws her hands up in the air and then starts marching after Ezra and hopes that this is the way to <laughs> town. Um, uh, okay then. Um, come along, Rufus. Uh, don't dilly-dally. So it was there at the Oaken Spire that one more sacrifice was laid at the altar. The sacrifice of Mirka's friends. You know, when I talked to them about this later, they all said that, you know, to, to a TH and every one of them was stunned uh, by her uh, choices that day. I mean, but to really understand her thoughts, you have to understand who Mirka was as a person. I mean, she did have, she had a complex upbringing. I mean, yeah, she was a Yeti princess and she wanted for nothing except perhaps the respect of her father and the appreciation of her family. She was so overburdened by expectations, the weight of which sloped even her massive, powerful shoulders. 
And so it is with some of this uh, understanding that you can see her kind of the point where, where her mind changed, you know. The people that she had surrounded herself, sure, they were her friends, but, you know, her destiny was to be something more, something more than a part of a, a ragtag band of adventurers. So in the moment, you know, partially, I, I, I assume that it was, a, you know, rationalization of the deeds of which she is in some, some small way complicit. I mean, she and the, the brute force in general pulled uh, Jamtooth into this story, you know, pulled him into their lives. And, um, you know, part of it, you know, talking through it later, I feel, was the, the shame she felt for being unable to, to protect him. You know, so, hey, why not grab a giant magical artifact and try to protect everyone? Or at least show Daddy what's up, right? So, hey, you can't fault her for some of those choices, uh, you know, even though, you know, did, did she do what was right? Well, you know, I guess it, it all works out one way or another in the end, right? But, I mean, I mean, not for her, of course, but for the rest of the party and for us in general, you know, the world being saved and all that jazz, that's all great stuff, so... Um, so yeah, um, so Mirka, off to Murkheim she, she goes and, you know, bit by bit, uh, we'll, we'll hear more tales of her and her impact on the world, which was, you know, not insignificant in and of itself. But this is no longer her story. It is the story of the brute force. Mort, Ezra, Lola, and of course, the one to come way down the line, you know, not right now or anything like that. You're going to be waiting a little bit for that. But, hey, this is the way theater works, Bob. You know, don't, don't, don't get mad at me because I'm a showman. All right, well, anyway, that's all for the stories this week. Uh, do, do come back next time. I, I really do hope you join us again. The Minotaur bartender, um, you know what? Take it or leaving on the tipping. The guy is, uh, he's, he's kind of a jerk. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest, the new guy, I don't like him. You know, last week I went up to order, you know, my usual, which is on the menu, mind you. It's called the Jasper. You know, it's written in at the bottom of every menu, the Jasper. You know, and I ask him for this, and he says, well, okay, what's in it? I said, excuse me, sir, you've been here for three weeks, and you don't know what is in a Jasper. He said, well, you're the first one to order it, sir. So let's table that for a moment. You all should be ordering the Jasper because it's delicious, but... It's a simple cocktail of a ginger root cooler with a splash of vermouth, right? It's not that complicated. Um, so I explained this to him and he says, oh, this sounds like a terrible drink. I understand why no one's ordering it. Right, I, I mean, I'm right to be upset by this. I mean, this is, I mean, you're not only insulting the drink choice that I've obviously made in your establishment, but you're insulting the drink that is named after yours truly. And you're insulting ginger root which is perhaps the, the greatest sin of all uh, of his litany of sins. So, you know what? I'm gonna say it right now. The last guy was, was far better, you know? I mean, he, I, I feel bad that he got in trouble by whoever it was got him in trouble. And so this new guy, listen, fella, you better, I don't know what your name is yet, but you better wash your back, okay? Cause I hold some power here too, you know? Oh, look at me with your doe eyes, uh, you, you don't, you don't, you don't fool me. I see what's in your heart. It's black, black and crispy, because it's burnt to a crisp in your heart. 
Because maybe you had passion and fire there at one point, but now it's dead black and crispy. Okay. Um, so yeah, maybe tip and maybe don't. You know, hey, who am I to judge? You know, I, I wouldn't say anything if you didn't. You know, because he's kind of a, like I said, not the greatest, not the greatest fellow. So anyway, join us next time. You know, maybe who knows? Who knows? The the, the bartending staff might get better between here and then, whether through. Um, you know, just learning a thing or two about the way the world works, especially the world here at the Gilded Ram, Grog House, and Tea Room. Or perhaps it just might be someone else standing behind that bar. Anyway, I will see you all next time here at the Gilded Ram, Grog House, and Tea Room. Hey there, potatoes. Didn't get enough monstrous action on this episode of Brute Force? Well, then check out these other Geekly Ink shows, including Drunks and Dragons, Casts of Thrones, Cthulhu and Friends, Transformation Sequence Podcast, and You're a Wizardary. You can also head over to BruteForcePodcast.com to read character journals or follow the party on our map of Eorith. If you've liked what you've heard so far, then please consider donating to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash bruteforce so that this band of misfits and weirdos can continue to deliver the content that you enjoy. Also, don't forget to make your way over to iTunes to leave us a five-star rating and review. Reviews are like shiny things, and that makes Lola happy. New episodes come out every other Tuesday. So go subscribe, grab your gear, and get ready to go adventuring with Brute Force.